force is strong in my family. My father has it. sister has it. You have that power too. Star Wars, nothing but Star You're listening to Cloud City Social Club. My name is Sean. I'm here with Brooks and Lynn. And Andrew will be joining Andrew us should be. momentarily. He's, apparently there's some kind of thing going on with the Ugnots downstairs. He had to go deal with that. They've been having these labor disputes. They're not happy with their, I don't know, their pay They're or apparently something. fussy sleepers. <laughs> yeah. As it turns out. So All right. okay, so we were talking about the Force Awakens last week, and I'm not sure a hundred percent where we left off. We we did the first scene, and then we man, kind of we went all over the place. Bit. We didn't even get through the first scene because there was stuff I wanted to say about <laughs> it that we haven't even done yet. Well, well, let's what just was that going. Let's just go. We real were going revisited. scene by scene, and then we just got really distracted. Well, one point leads to another. It's hard to follow the thread because then we're like, oh, that reminds me of this thing that's going to happen. So. <laughs> Also, this is I had, awesome. I had a question I about movie. the first scene that, upon reflection, I was like, I don't get this. Oh, well, All right. So, go ahead. Uh, Poe gets the, you know, the plans for Luke Skywalker from the old guy who we don't know. As Lord some, yeah, we don't know what his story is. Yeah, and then uh, Kylo Ren shows up because he apparently has caught word of this and happened to show up at just the right moment. He wants he these the plans to Skywalker like super bad, more than anything. He comes down, he, really he grabs the old guy. He says, you know, where are the plans? The old guy's like, I'm not telling you. And he says, okay, fine. And he just kills him, not even knowing that he gave Which the plans weird. to yeah. someone else yet. And then uh, he finds the pilot guy. He's like, he gave them to you. And instead of saying, here, let me put my hand on your head and extract the information about where they are right now. Let's go back on the ship and fly up there and have our guys work on you for a little while. And, you know, I've got some paperwork to do or something. If he's that excited, why does he take him back to the ship and do all that nonsense? Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair point. He probably should have done that straight yeah. away so that uh, and, that guy didn't have a chance and to. And having done that, the it gave the droid a chance to, like, flee to, you know, the other and run into all the... None of that would have happened. If he had just dealt with it right there. It's not like with Leia where she'd already done it by the time he got on the ship. Yeah. And so Andrew was saying, like, uh, Kylo sort of is, has impulse control issues. He does. Like, He's he doesn't great. really think of the good plans. I get why. It's well, funny. I get why he killed the guy. He has impulse control. He's mad, whatever. But I'm saying after he killed the guy and he finds Poe and he says, you know, you know where the plans are, instead of getting it right then and there, which I would have done as if I were impatient as Kylo. He like, oh, let's take him on board the ship and let's interrogate him for a while. And torture him for days. Yeah, like in, in the meantime, it's you days. know, the droid is just getting further and further away. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's true. Just rolling, rolling, rolling. I mean, rolling. you can nitpick any movie. You can nitpick the first 
trilogy very easily. I'm just saying that that's the kind of thing that when I see it, I, I think, well, they're they're just trying to put two plot points together without really thinking about it. Doesn't yeah, feel natural. I guess you could say in story, maybe Kylo's not particularly confident in his abilities on some of that stuff. I don't know, he seems overly confident. it is confident. weird how it, he has to have him weakened and in a completely controlled environment. Oh, and he see. does the same, he doesn't torture her, but he does the same thing with Ray. He has to keep her like completely in the sterile environment before he even tries to do anything. That is interesting. I didn't look at it that way. I didn't look at it that he, he felt they had to be tied up first. Yeah, and she overpowered him. Yeah, I mean, he didn't beat her for days before trying, but he... He thought that he would be able to to reach her, and he he just tossed a couple, you know, innuendo rape things in there before. I know, I got a little uncomfortable for a minute. So, does he need to be calm and confident before he can actually control someone? Is that why Ray could overcome him? It was because he saw her starting well, to do I it, think and that just lowered their resistance. Well, as soon as she started, he was just like, "Oh crap!" And that was that was him done because he lost his confidence. Yeah, and he just broke apart. He's like, oh, no, and then it was like, oh, undone. Well, I don't completely. blame him for that. That's got to be kind of shocking. It's, I mean, he's probably never even run into, except for Luke, I guess, any other Force people. Then all of a sudden this girl from the salv- well, salvage, Rin, savage, one what, salvage? what am I saying? Garbage salvage girl or whatever. Salvager from a savage world. Yeah. Savage salvager. Isn't he like the king of the Knights of the Round Table or something? I don't know. Yeah, one assumes. Yeah, but we yeah, don't know. I mean, if you assume they're Force users of some kind. Well, we kind. don't know that. We don't know, but but yeah, I mean, but they're kind of crappy knights if he's the only one that knows the force. But there was a school, and we saw them all being dead. It'd be kind of weird if they were, because the but Sith... But those might have been Ewoks. I know the Sith is, in this continuity, just another version of, like, a certain religion or something. But they were always said that there could only be two or whatever. But in yeah, this, in this can, universe, you notice they don't like, say the word Sith at all in this movie. They're, they say dark side. They're not. This yeah. is old school. They're not talking about. So they're like Sith a different religion altogether. There can only be two. And in this oh, case, there's like bad. a, I guess, a dozen of these guys. Well, there's not. A, because, there's six. How did you? Knights, how did you guys ever win? Kylo, the Jedi let no, you have as many. The Jedi's are in the industry of making Jedi. So it's no wonder we dominated the universe for so long. And they're going to be so two you're a Jedi at a time. Now I noticed using the we. Your anti-Sith prejudice is coming in once again. Yeah, that's a possessive <laughs> pronoun, sir. Oh, I see. You speak for everyone, don't you? <laughs> Give in but to your hate. That's kind of interesting. I do, I do think that to some degree that's probably a plot element, but but I can see where that makes sense in story, that he can't just, he can't just mind control anyone at any given moment. They kind of establish it wrong because he does that amazing thing by freezing a blaster bolt. Yeah, but that's, he seems that's controlling powerful. matter. That's not controlling minds. But that we've never different. seen any other like Darth Vader didn't do that. No one else could do that. Yeah, but he just held up his hand. I mean, he was ro- it was a robot hand, but you assumed it was the Force where you just hold up his hand and catch a blaster bolt. It's like Jesus. Yeah, that is that's Pretty tough. Serious. Don't get me wrong, but it's freezing it midair. and just it, that's pretty impressive. They say in the original movie, or, or at least they say it in it's probably some of the apocryphal stuff to the original movie, that the mind control trick works on the weak-willed. Like, you can't just mind control anybody. That's like Watto's. Like, it's, yeah, it's not just my race is resistant, huts aren't resistant. It's a certain kind of person that is resistant. That's why they can't just go around doing a Jedi mind trick on anybody all the time. 
which, you know, would also explain the Phantom Menace, why they don't just go across the street and mind control somebody else, but, but he does seem to give up pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, let's not even get, I could like, yeah, there's a ton of stuff that makes no sense about their plan on that one. Like, you know, the universe is at stake, all this craziness is going on, let's spend three weeks hanging out with this little boy. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I could get into that, but the third act of that makes me nuts. It's like, so our whole point is to escape, and we take the little boy, and we escape him, and we all go to Coruscant to ask for help, because that's what we were trying to do. We get zero help from Coruscant, and then we all go back to the yeah. place we started from. This is a terrible plan. And what kind of, like... We accomplished nothing with the rest of this movie. What kind of asshat is Qui-Gon? It's like... We're going to take you, but what about my mom? Sorry, kid. I tried. <laughs> I may be once. a Jedi on the council and have, like, infinite resources at home, but, yeah, I'm not going to even, uh-uh. I'm not going to yeah, buy Yeah, there's no her. way we could raise any other kind of credits mom. to buy your mom. Nah. Yeah, she's a slave, dude. That's not that's not on me. That's on you. <laughs> okay. So we so we get back to Laura Santeca. Ooh, did, Megan had an interesting theory about Laura Santeca. That's the old guy? Yeah, we got to specify because I just character. watched the movies and I don't even think they say his name in the movie, do they? I don't think they do. I don't think so either because there's a lot of stuff that you guys know because of the novels and stuff that I'm not aware of. So and because we're reading all the background internet stuff, but but I don't I don't know. This may not mean anything to you. It depends on if you watch it or not. But but Megan was like, "What if he's Kanan from Rebels?" Okay, I don't know what that is either because I haven't watched Rebels. Oh, you guys should watch Rebels. It's good. Nobody watches Rebels. What's Rebels? That's the the cartoon, the one that followed up the Clone Wars cartoon. It's it's just it's a Star Wars cartoon. Oh, I've just started watching the Clone Wars cartoon. Oh, that one's pretty good, but Rebels is a lot more fun. Well, I've only just started watching the Star Wars cartoon, so. But but Kanan is Wars. is like a Padawan who never completed his. He never completed his training because the the purge of the Jedi happened while he was training. Oh, who is he training under? Does it say? Uh, I, there's a comic book that says what his oh, master's okay. name so was. Oh, okay. It's no one important. Nobody, nobody I knew. All right. But he got displaced and sort of become a smuggler guy and fell in with the rebels later on. And that whole show takes place just maybe three or four years or maybe five years before the first movie. So he's actually age appropriate. I doubt they would do that just because, like, when I say that, you guys are like, "What's up?" Like, nobody yeah. has, like, it'd be an interesting tie-in on the in the background, but it's nothing you could reveal in the movies because it wouldn't mean anything to the movie-going audience. Oh well, I like when they do little things like that. Just Easter. Eggs. They just needed to get the uh, Luke location to Poe, and you know, they how are they going to do that? It's like, well, here's a guy. He looks interesting and mysterious. He he has it somehow. Well, they just need a herald kind of character. That's that's mythology too. It's like we just need some wise old man to pass the knowledge on that we can pass to the next person. You know, that's his role in the story. And they make him, you know, this sort of wizened old guy, and they give him like get a guy like Max von Sydow because it gives it it gives it gravitas. So like they have the Empire had the plans up to that point, up to the missing thing. They have all the that's rest of it. That's what Kylo Ren says. Yeah, he says we found it in, it in the, the Empire Archive. records or whatever. That's why I think Laura Santeca was probably some kind of Imperial agent, because he had access, presumably, to pull not only pull that stuff out, but delete a portion of it from the Archive. Oh, okay. See, I didn't get that. So you think that the Empire had the whole thing, 
and someone deleted part of it and pulled it That's out. That's what he says in the movie. Oh, I did. He says that part of it was deleted from the archive. Oh, okay. Which I assume is all part of some master plan on Luke's part because it all comes together too easily at the end unless it's planned that way. I didn't catch that. Because there's no reason for there to be a map that's broken up into pieces that it goes to Luke's location that two of these droids just magically have, and then they just come across and give them to people at the the appropriate time. To the point where when we go to that place, Luke is literally standing <laughs> there. That has to be planned. He can't yeah. have been there for years waiting to see if <laughs> anybody showed up. Finally, I've been on this cliff for seven months. Because they keep saying this is a map to Luke Skywalker. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense. But they're saying that Luke was looking for the first Jedi Temple, so presumably the Imperial Archives had the location of the first Jedi Temple, and that's what the map leads to. Interesting. And people just assume that's where to find Luke, because the Empire wouldn't have a map well, to Luke. Well, that makes more sense than that he would just... Yeah, they're like, how would there be a map to a person? Yeah, that makes more sense. Why would he so be? Obviously, like, it had to be a map to a place that everyone assumes they could find Luke. How disappointing right, if he hasn't been there. Is. Yeah, would they have just left, or would she have just sat there for a while? I assume at some point they just trust in the Force. It's like this feels right. <laughs> but the the, the R two waking up at the end and giving them the missing piece of the map only makes sense if that's part of a master plan that Luke had. Like, at some point, we're going to give them the missing piece, because I had all the pieces. So we suppressed them on purpose, and we gave them back on purpose. Otherwise, why would any of that make R2? Because BB-8 says, maybe maybe R2 has the rest of the map, and C-3PO's like, well, he's in some kind of robot coma. So yeah, that was know. very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, what I was expecting. But it makes sense if he was just there waiting yeah, like for the appropriate time. Yeah, like we can't beat him up time. and take the hard drive out or anything like that. And, you know, I yeah. felt kind of sad they just had him in a corner with like a, a rag over him. Like they don't have him in some special, you know, pedestal or something. He's just mm -hmm. like, oh, he's in the supply closet, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we check on him once a month. <laughs> I really, I really, you know, he doesn't need much. That's one of the things I liked was because... Ray actually treats the droids like they're people. She's quite good yeah, to she's them. she's like Luke that way. That's another way that they're but sort of analogs. But that droid was worth so much salvage money, it's funny that the other person just didn't let... Didn't tackle her and try to take it, yeah. Uh, it's funny that the other person just sort of let her take the droid off them. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm taking this droid back. It's a real person. Because she just basically tells that guy to take off and he does. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a... You know, we'll go ahead and get into that, even though it's not chronologically... Well, the funny thing was that people are saying, well, how come she beat anyone at the end... She's not a trained fighter, but she's obviously like you know if, she, if you've been banging around by yourself for a long time. Well, you, she you're does a know. <laughs> she knows how to fight with both staff pretty well. People are complaining about that. How does she know that? It's like, well, she lives in a savage world. Like, of course, she knows how to fight because it's like yeah. a Mad Max kind of place that she lives. Yeah. So fighting a lightsaber, saying. yeah. Everyone acts like that's a sacred thing that Jedi's know how to do. Jedi's are better at it because they're connected to the living force. Anybody can sword, sword fight <laughs> if they have training. And, you know, Finn did have training, not necessarily with a sword specifically, but with melee weapons and with blasters, we know he was a ground troop. He said it. And that other stormtrooper obviously had melee skills, the guy that fought him yeah, with he that. he broke out like this wild electric baton yeah. and went to work. And that was pretty cool. Traitor. That guy's like a meme hero right now. There's like a million traitors! <laughs> <laughs> like memes on the internet. They got, I think they said his designation is like TR-8R. <laughs> People keep yelling traitor at that guy. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> People kept yelling traitor at random points during the movie, and I, sometimes I thought it was a little bit 
just like traitor and i was like what why are you yelling that right now like why in this particular moment do you need to yell traitor <laughs> they like, just you get, need get really attention or what because like does he not have a like obviously he doesn't have a name to you people but okay also in the first scene before we move on we know that that uh that finn is a good guy we see that in the first scene he's upset that right. the other stormtrooper gets blood on his you know that gets killed or whatever and, and he's shell shocked. We know these guys. And he guys, also says you know, that's his first battle. Yeah, he later got blood on. on my white helmet. So we know he hasn't gone through you know flame throwing around villagers before. Like this yeah, is his first battle, and he was like, "Nope." Very very shortly after that, when they're escaping the hangar, he is blowing up his fellow stormtroopers like crazy, like it's nothing. It's like, aren't these guys the guys you literally have lived your entire life with? <laughs> yeah, I found that a bit weird too. It kind of baffles me. They sort of said they took him. They took him from when he was a child and trained him only to be a warrior. And yet he seems to have a lot of contemporary knowledge, and he seems to be able to pass fine in everyday society. Yeah, he's like asking her about boyfriends and stuff. Does yeah, you know, got a boyfriend, a cute boyfriend? Like, how would he know anything about that? Yeah, if he yeah. literally well, we don't know what stormtrooper training is like, we don't know how isolated they are. They might have shore leave for all we know. I guess that's if true. They're just regular soldiers. Well, I mean, he didn't know what a Wookiee was. That's weird to me. The knowledge that he seems to have of the world around him, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem feasible that someone with that amount of knowledge of the world around him that there wouldn't be more of them that had gone rogue over the years. It's like, oh, this is the first guy who's ever like not wanted our training. That's an an argument that he might that he might be force sensitive because because they keep saying they're reconditioning. So you assume there's some kind of brainwashing. Yeah, going there's on something going guys, on. That she sent him clearly. back to sort of get him back on track and maybe Finn is a little force sensitive so he hasn't been that he could resist that you know maybe he just is a stronger willed person well that works and he resists it for that reason I like how force sensitive is the new like he's just a bit special yeah that's just how you say they can do stuff yeah but I kind of don't like that too because everyone's force sensitive to a point where everyone's every living thing is connected to the force so I mean the fact that that he could well, just be a weak, that I always uh, liked about Han, because he wasn't anything special. He was just a dirty little smuggler. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, obviously, he, you know... Sometimes it's fine. It's good to have the one person who isn't... Yeah, you know, like, like Xander in Buffy. He was the one guy who was like, he, there was nothing special. He wasn't a wizard. He wasn't the chosen one or anything like that. But he stepped up. And I, I like having that character, the one who's not Yeah, he still fought. He just he was, does because he, you know, because he's a good person. He wasn't I think particularly it's good at to have things that character. like Han, but... <laughs> Well, actually, Han's kind of bumbling in a lot yeah, of ways, man, too. Yeah, man, Han gets by on luck. <laughs> well, that's what they say. You know, the the Force is, is sort of on his side, too, because... He's a smuggler, he and every time he, like, in the first trilogy, even every time he gets confronted, he tries to lie his way out, he, he fails miserably. He's like the worst con man in the world. Here's an interesting thing to me about Finn and Poe's escape. Because I don't care that they had parachutes because we can see that the ships are designed to fly inside an atmosphere. So that makes sense that there's there's an ejection option. But what's funny to me is he reaches in there and he finds Poe's jacket empty. Yeah, like he took his jacket off and that, left it that, in the You cockpit. saw in the cockpit, you had to see that he wasn't in there. Well, he just you reached. There was too much smoke. And the jacket wasn't even like laying in there. I think it was kind of on the outside. I have to watch it again. But why did he take his jacket off and lay it in the cockpit? When did he have time to do that? Yeah, I don't know. That And if that's the Empire was holding him captive, why did they let him wear all of his clothes? How did they know he didn't have something hidden in his 
jacket. They or scanned him. They should have put him in Remember, an orange jumpsuit or whatever. Why didn't they take all his clothes off? Well, that's what I, I would have done. That's what Lynn, Lynn was doing in her head at that moment. There's a scene in the novelization when the guy's scanning him that he sort of winks at the trooper. <laughs> like, I was like, hmm, well, maybe that theory pans out. Yeah, well, you know, seems, he's a good-looking yeah, man. Seems pretty comfortable with himself in that respect. That would be awesome. Fine, why, why not? Who would care? Well, I mean, people are upset yeah, people would care. Like, that there's a girl in it. Oh, have you seen the, the Where's Ray stuff online? The what? Like, apparently the toy the toy lines are have this noticeable absence of anything to do with Ray because they don't think little boys want to play with them so there's hardly any figures or anything. They did like a monopoly. Oh it's it's like the whole it's like the whole Black Widow not being in the Avengers. They did the same thing with Black Widow but in the Avengers the hero. and stuff. They she's just like the, oh the no we can't have girls yeah. in the figurines. It's like she's the main this character. This isn't like an yeah. ensemble where she's like the girl thrown in. She's the, the main character of the film. But it's kind of always been that way. I mean even Leia Leia didn't have that many figures. Yeah, but even Leia wasn't the Luke Skywalker. I mean, that's true. I'm not, I'm not justifying Skywalker. it. I'm not defending it. But I'm saying this has been going on for a long time. Yeah, why do you hate women? Well, talk so to the little much. boys. I don't think it's the... You know, their marketing department thinks, for whatever reason, little boys won't buy it. I don't know if they have... Re- uh, they're, they're presuming that the little boys won't want Maybe to play with the Maybe they have reason girl? to think that. Maybe they don't. I don't know if they've done research oh. or something. I think Hasbro released a statement that was like, well, we have girl-related things. And you're just like, alienating uh, any potential little girls who want to play the toys? We we put a lot of Star Wars stuff on, like, you know, girl stuff, like soap, like dish <laughs> yeah. soap. We have, you know, perfume. It's like the girl Lego. It's all freaking pink. <laughs> yeah. Housewares with the girl character on it. So the girls are pretty well represented. And it's like, meanwhile, you can find Yoda on a can of soup. Grapes. Well, they're missing but out because um, she's a pretty thing. lady. I think they could sell some. I think they could sell well, some soup that way. I would think that little boys would want a, an action figure of the main hero of the piece. <laughs> Do they not like, even they, literally maybe, not have one, or is it just not well, as many as the others, like, or something? Yeah, like three to a box kind of thing. It's like for every twenty fins, there's like two rays. There's like a figure, but it hardly ever ships. Because there's all these videos of people that went out with their little girls after the and movie. And it's not to like they're to trying to increase the value of it. Dude, let me tell you yeah. something, though, okay? Because, you know, I, I used to collect toys. I haven't bought them in a long time because I, I literally have nowhere to put them anymore. But but I still look. When I go to the store, <laughs> I still go and I still look. And I didn't play with them or anything. Yeah, well, <clears throat> right. But um, they're collectibles. <laughs> they're they're statues. They're not action figures. They're yeah, figurines. They're figurines. <laughs> Anywho, I've gone ever since the before the movie. It, ever since the toys have come out, long before the movie was released, I've been you know whenever I'm in the store, I don't make a special trip. But if I'm at Walmart or Target or whatever, I run by the toy section and I go to check them out, see what's out. And there's never <laughs> any. All the action figures are always sold out. Just, yeah, they have a lot of the other stuff. They have a whole aisle for Star Wars. But the action figures themselves are always sold out. So it does not surprise me that people are having a hard time finding a particular figure when I haven't seen hardly any at all. Uh, it's weird because they just got blasted again because they did a Star Wars Monopoly based on the new movie. And the figurines that came with it were like Finn... Kylo, Luke Skywalker, and Darth Vader. Darth and Vader? Like, what the hell? <laughs> He's not even in this movie. 
Yeah, he's a crumpled helmet in the movie. Seriously? It'd be cute if the piece was actually a crumpled helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's what, like, like Monopoly helmet. instead of a top hat. It's just a little shriveled mask. What did they say? They said that? they didn't want to ruin the movie, right? Oh, yeah, they said, well, we didn't want to well, give away, give the away important... anything. Just but open a lightsaber she's in her the hand. middle of the poster. She's clearly the main character of the movie. You don't have to give her backstory. Yeah, the only twist is that she gets a lightsaber. That's the twist. Yeah, you can show her with Man. a stick, like in the, the, the poster. We all knew she was in the movie. It's not like that's a, that's I a spoiler. I think maybe they'll get their act yeah. together after all this publicity about it, though. It's dumb. Well, also, and it's they see there's so much demand. Like well, that's what was so funny it. when they when J.J. Abrams was giving those interviews, and he was like, he was saying that he want he's so glad that they have a very diverse cast, gender wise and racial wise. He's like, I because he was said in an interview, he's like, well, because it's always kind of been like this boy thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then people got onto him like, what do you mean boy thing? He's like, no, I know that, but like, look at even how it's marketed with these toys. It's like they're in the you know they don't they're not selling rage. Like, yeah. So if you go to like I I don't I forget what website it was the Toys R Us you actually have to click. Maybe it's Hasbro's website where you actually have to click four boys and a subcategory of Star Wars. Right. Like, you actually have to choose boys' toys before you... Well, it's action figures. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it's always been. I'm not saying... I know, but Star Wars crosses those lines a little bit, though. But they've always been considered boys' toys. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, well, that, that's what I'm saying, but he got a lot of grief for saying that. He's like, no, yeah. but I'm trying to make it... But guys, he's like, you know, you know what I mean? Jeez. He's like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> Can't get into these gender politics, man. It gets complicated. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to start a thing about it. I just thought that was interesting. Um, are we gonna are we gonna introduce Andrew for the listeners? Everybody knows who Andrew is. That's Andrew. This is my force ghost. Hi. <laughs> I told him, Andrew, that you were down there helping with the labor dispute with the Ugnots. Yeah, that's what I was doing. It's, it's, I got it all wrapped. Blew my up. droid apart. Got to crack a few heads. Got to. He's our <laughs> yeah. our union buster. Jedi. I'm not going to go well, into you know, the Jedi. There'll be people who are upset if we just have a random voice start in the middle of our podcast. You know what our listeners are like. I just start, yeah. there's been an awakening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he literally, his daughter, she woke up. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh, the baby awakened. So what scene is next? We kind of tackle yeah, okay, that. So for... Laura Santeca. Oh, we're going scene like, by scene. Okay, so, first scene. <laughs> so they they crash land on on Jakku, and then and then that's when we are introduced to Ray, who's and salvaging. Here's something I found interesting. Brilliant. And she's salvaging all of these wrecked ships, but all I see are Imperial ships. Like she lives. There's in a one X wing. There's that one X wing. Is there down there an X wing? Well, the backstory of that too is that I didn't. It's in one of those other novels that that was the last battle. Of the rebellion and the empire, and the empire got routed. That's the whole point. The empire lost like heavily. Okay, so battle. most of the casualties. At right. I was wondering if maybe that might be some kind of imperial. That civil was like war their last something. stand or something, and then the republic okay. like routed them. I guess so. That's all right. Our, fair the enough. Rebellion but she did. has a X-wing helmet. Well, here's yeah. the thing, though. That yeah, she could have gotten that from salvage, but well, there she was an also X-wing. has a doll of an X-wing pilot in her at hat that. According to the novelization, is actually made from fabric from a rebel flight suit. If I doubt she salvaged a corpse, but they live like her, the planet's just like a big goodwill or something. So I'm sure there's just they found it somewhere. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just mean that may have some actual significance to her because we don't know who uh, her family. It's Luke's we don't flight know who suit, and she's fascinated well, could, with the could be because uh, he's an X-wing resistance. Pilot, we know that because when she hears that Finn is thinks that Finn is part of the resistance, she gets all excited. 
Yeah, which she's not particularly excited about Jedi-related stuff. You know of the Rebellion Against the Empire? Yeah, very Luke-like. Yeah, well, that's what the homage yeah. is, really. Did you guys, real quick, before you move on, I don't want to go back because you guys went over it, but the the part where Poe and... My favorite part of Poe and Finn together is that first moment where... I don't know if you guys... Like, that you need Steve a not where, No, where he's like... Well, after that, he's like, we're doing this. And you're like, yes! Like, how excited like he gets. It. I like that just part. Just fast friends. Anyways, I, just... I love Finn as a character because he's just like, all right, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. <laughs> like, like he's such a perfect character. That was the moment. Because he doesn't belong there. You know, he, did, he didn't want to be a hero. But that was the moment but... watching it where Poe gets so excited that they're, they're just going to do this adventure. I'm like, yes, this is going to be fun. Yeah, because yeah. he's a cool, yeah, like, okay. He's a thrill seeker, obviously, you know. So but want. it feels like old Star Wars movie. And that's, yeah. that's, when they get captured by the Death Star, like Obi Wan Kenobi's first thought is, is like, "Oh, let's let's get in there and go to work because we got to get back to our mission." Right. And you know, Luke's first thought is like, "Oh, Leia's here. We should rescue her while we're here." <laughs> yeah, sure. Like, you guys are awesome. It's, a, it's like a that that makes the adventure part of the movie work. Well, you know, it's gonna be like, fun yeah, just right off the bat, this. and then they they shoot the Tie Fighters right away, and it has the big soaring music. You're like, yes, and they're like screaming, you know. He gets to scream and he doesn't have Poe going, don't get cocky, kid. He actually gets to go, Yahoo! <laughs> so, yeah, it's a fun moment. You know you're in good hands at that point, I think, for fun. Yeah, I really enjoy, like, watching Finn because he's so many ways the access sort of character because Rey is Luke Skywalker, and we see we are introduced to a little bit of the story through her perspective, but Finn really is the, I mean, he the story begins with him. Like, he's the first character that gets introduced. Like, they cut away from the crawl, and you see him inside that troop transport. And that takes us into the story. And I don't even think that that Ray is, like, necessarily Luke, almost. I think her and and, and Ren, Kylo Ren combined, are, like, better Anakin. Because, I mean, her, her kind of savantness with all that stuff is what you want to see with Anakin, you know? And his turmoil is what you want to see later on with Anakin. So you get the kind of amalgam of a character. But well, I kind of think, but also he's Ray, a version of Luke what, too. They so. took Luke and Han and and amalgamated them, and then split them into two other characters, which are Finn and Ray. So both of them have some, they have some aspects that are like Luke or Han, but you can't say she's the Luke and he's the Han because they they're sort of some traits that yeah they, that you they can have see their own character. They don't have to be. Oh yeah, it's mostly just I'm skill. Just talking about We're talking about skills. To the original yeah. movie, I'm just talking about structure. I'm not talking about the characters. So obviously different characters. But I just mean yeah, as far Luke as their role in the story and the structure. So yeah, they're I mean, different. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was married. He's like, what are you talking he's about? He's kind of girly, but he's, he's in the expanded universe. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Yeah, and that's a great moment yes. where she does put on the helmet. And she just, she's she's a weird actress because I don't know what I mentioned this last time. She can kind of convert from looking like a 12-year-old to like looking like a 20-year-old. Like where she looks really innocent and there's a real kind of naivety. Mm, like, that sense of whimsy. Yeah, it's this kind of sense of wonder she plays where she seems like a kid. And then you're like, well, she's like 23 though. And then then later on she looks older. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, she is, it's weird. But I mean, it may, it's just, she's just a good actor, but I mean. I think it's it, just putting yeah. on that helmet and chewing the the portions. Yeah. <laughs> eating the does. portions. She's using her acting. I mean, that's a it's kind of a cute little scene because she's all by herself and she's like, you know. Looking up, yeah. It's like if a little kid had to live on their own. It's like, yeah, she's learned these survival skills, but she never 
matured as a, nobody raised her. Right. So she's like a wild child in some ways. She has no role guess models. <laughs> she's, I guess she steals data tapes from old Imperial Rex because she knows a bunch of stuff. But yeah. she says, I thought Luke Skywalker was a myth. It's like, okay, so they don't have history tapes on those ships. Yeah, it was like, only 30 like, years ago, guys. It's just figure. not like... Yeah. It's like, he, I, he existed. I thought Jimmy Carter but was a myth. she knows what a myth is. Yeah. So, but that's interesting because you think, well, maybe the First Order has a its propaganda machine going around saying, well, that didn't really happen and this person's not real. I mean, that's kind of an interesting in, in isolated and remote areas but of, why would of, they do of that? the universe. I mean, the re- Republic is in charge now. Whether in remote not, areas, so, well, you would get information filtered down. You would you wouldn't know what information you would get would be true or not. Yeah, like basically what they do now, you can't suppress information, but you can pump out an equal amount of bad information so that it loses credibility. Oh, because you already see it in third world like things in the world where it's like even now where, where some Eastern Europeans like we love Michael Jackson. You're like, whoa, you guys are a little behind on this. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of same <laughs> well, thing. Like you see it on the internet now. Like two different stories come out at the same time. People read stuff. Like a guy was talking to me. He's like, yeah, I read that NASA disproved global warming. I'm like, no. no. No, that didn't happen. That you read one story, like you're gonna have to Google that a little bit further because <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. But it's it, it's it, it. We can see the microcosm in the internet, like if you, to some degree, just the ability to put out information is power because not everybody either has the means or the inclination to to prove it or disprove it they just believe what they're what they're told or what they want to believe and they find the information that supports and she lives among like an oppressed people right so she's uh, she lives on this basically where these (laughs) these dealers the unkar plan whoever are like they're slave drivers to all these people because they survive barely sustenance on what they get every day and so i'm sure whatever dissemination of stuff yeah i'm sure she's like is that true like no it's not true go back to work you know and so you know what I don't get? This, this is a mystery, and I know the books probably shine light on this, but she is left on the planet by someone. That much we know. Mm-hmm. It looks like she's left with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of weird, right? Because he's mean to her, and he's not someone I would leave my daughter <laughs> with. the deleted scene, it is arm ripped yeah. off. Is it going to so. be like a Snape thing in the end? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think like, so yeah, because really. he's like, get that droid. Like, he obviously doesn't care about her. So why she got left with him, I can't. I mean, imagine. it must have been like an extreme duress situation. You know what I mean? Like, well, where, unless it's yeah. an ulterior motive for getting the droid. But. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like the same situation as well. We left Luke on Tatooine. That Maybe wasn't plan him. A. Either, well, the only difference we in the in that novel is I don't know. Did you listen to all of it, Sean? I'm about the only difference it. is they during that little vision in the movie it just her shows a little girl going help no please come back and then she's looking at the ship in the novelization there's a voice going I will come back for you I promise so you're like uh, which makes sense because she's convinced someone's coming back if yeah. she didn't know who her parents were or they just disappeared one day she might not be quite as, as convinced or committed to that idea yeah. But so that goes back to your well, question we're all earlier. Assuming that, you know that the, the parents were someone important. There's still the option that she might be no one important, and they left her because, you know, they couldn't afford her or something like that, and they left her with him because they couldn't afford anything better. We're all stop assuming that she's awesome. If it weren't Star Wars, that might be they, reasonable. They might just be nobodies. But that's just not Star Wars, though. They, she's got to be somebody. That's just the way Star Wars works, you know. Yeah, that's unfortunate, <laughs> but true. But at the same, you know, I was thinking about the the original teaser trailer, which had the voiceover from Luke, 
Yeah. And you're just assured that, that she must be somebody's daughter because the, he's talking to somebody in that voiceover. Maybe it's just because it's an homage. It's those lines from Return of the Jedi. But he says, Force is strong in my family. My father has it. My sister has it. And you have it, too. So you're thinking, well, he's talking to somebody who's in the family yeah, because why, why would he be talking no about the otherwise. family? But we don't know who because if I was talking to Kylo Ren, why would I say my sister instead of your mother? And why do I say my father has it oh, in the present tense? That's a good question. I didn't catch that. It's maybe just because that's the line from Return of the Jedi, and they just did that as a teaser. It may not mean anything, but it is interesting because that set up the whole expectation that Luke was going to train somebody in the family as a part of this trilogy. Right. Maybe, you know, earlier you were saying how no one was messing with her. You know, like she tells that guy, give that droid back, and he just kind of walks off all grumpy. Do you think yeah. maybe because she is belongs to that slave driver guy? And maybe, uh, you know, she's under his protection, sort of? Yeah, oh, maybe man. she actually has a mark that everyone knows. Not, But then, well, I mean, obviously it doesn't apply when he wants people to go get, <laughs> grab her because they went and fought her. He didn't say to hurt her. He just said grab the droid, right? He didn't. Yeah, he just said get the droid. Yeah, but they went and wrestled her. Like Finn was going to help <laughs> her until he saw that she didn't need <laughs> yeah. it. Like they were grappling with her. And then she just chases after him like a mad woman. Like, why is she so a great mad? introduction to them. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, that's where he's an access character again. Because if you're you're seeing the yeah, story through Finn, you totally get it. He does it. such great acting like, that all it's all silent for him during all that whole scene where he gets to the water yeah, and he comes up and he's running and he goes whoa whoa whoa. He's like oh, and he looks around. He's like, I like his attitude, not to like stand his ground, but it's like okay, I'm out of here. I don't even know why she's coming. <laughs> I don't know who she is, but I don't have to know. And just two seconds before, yeah. he was trying to help her. Yeah, people who are too interested in why someone's chasing him get caught. And I, I kind, I, I, I mean, I guess he had relationships on the ship with the people, but you, you don't really realize it watching the movie the first time. But I, I mean, I didn't. But then you really think about it in the novel; it kind of hits that stuff home. It's like she's never had a friend, and that's why her relationship to him right away. Once they, once she's like, oh, he resistance, and then she's so warm to him. And then throughout it, and she's so touched by when he comes to get her. He's like, oh, you're actually the only person yeah. I've ever had in my entire life. So it's like, oh, that's sweet. That's heartbreaking. Because you can't, none of us can imagine that, you know, having a 20, being it 20 years It all happens old. in distress, too. If you had two days with somebody where people are trying to kill you, you'd be pretty close to those people. Right. You know, you to that person, not to people trying to kill you. That's not the kind of bond you want. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean... And you can see, yeah, they're just reach, and both of them are the same that way. They're both trying to make a connection, and you assume that that trooper that died was someone he knew yeah. that was possibly a friend of his because he was so broken. Yeah, up it must about have been that. unless it was just the idea that someone died freaked him out. Just seeing a person die up close, yeah, could have also made it very real. For I, him. I also like the kind of you're talking about Luke and being like Ray being the kind of amalgamation of Luke, but I love the idea that Luke is a pretty, he has a pretty sweet life. You know, every, I mean, his parents, I mean, his uncle are pretty cool. He does stuff. He's got friends he goes out and hangs out with like, and he, all he wants to do is get out of there. Her life is horrible there, but all she wants to do is stay, which is a neat kind of reversal of that. Star Wars is all about family and familial obligation. Cause the good guys and the bad guys break down exactly this way because Luke would not leave his family until they were dead. Right. And he knew the stakes for the galaxy, but he's like, well, no, i got to stay here and help my uncle with the harvest because that's that comes first. And, and he only left when there was nothing else. zero grief 
Don't get me started, man. Well, you want to pick the first with, movie apart? He felt zero grief at the death of his family. He did for a second. He looked. There's he a looked great shot. Like, There's oh. that wonderful John Ford shot, and then they after that. Well, they don't. And yeah, then they don't when Obi Wan dies, clearly he sits in the Falcon. I can't believe he's gone. He's <laughs> like, what about your family, dude? I think that just put in perspective because when let's his be family honest, Uncle died, was kind of jerk. <laughs> he told, well, he said to Obi Wan, "There's nothing for me here." He basically funneled everything into that adventure with Obi Wan. And Obi-Wan became the surrogate for them. And when Obi-Wan died, the whole thing became real. Their death and Obi-Wan, it's all, it's, it's all sort of personified in that moment. So he's grieving for all of them when that happens. I think he should have said, I can't believe they're gone. And that would well, have been a better scene. But that's what well, Star Wars is. Well, he probably is, should have kept it to himself when he's talking to someone whose whole planet got blown up. And yeah. she's like patting him on the back going, yeah, they're there. That seat, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. But see, and that's the that's the kind of star, that's the kind of genre that is Star Wars that they do that. That's why people are like they're they're sad that I thought they gave Han Solo a good moment, but they're like they didn't give him enough moment. I was like that's what they always do though. They're not going to dwell on death in this. They're like okay, we got it. Move well, on. Also, the emotional arc is going to come from things the audience can connect with. We see Obi Wan Kenobi and those importance, so we feel that death, and Luke is just speaking towards that. We don't know his uh, aunt and uncle and we never saw Alderaan at all so that Obi-Wan Kenobi dying is, is sort of the emotional center of that whole story yeah. for us you can't process the death of a whole planet full of people yeah. it's too many it's but too when many we to see what happens to Obi-Wan we're understanding what happened to everybody in that and that's the same thing that happens for Luke but what I was saying on that is if we look by contrast to Anakin, Anakin is literally yelling, yippee, while he <laughs> yeah. runs away from his mom and leaves her in slavery. And even if that's forgiven, we know in episode no, two that he no, never no. went back and checked on her. I know. It sucks. They can't like leave, take one person. Jedis are horrible. They really well, that's were. what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> if you watch that, it, it is. It's like a cult in those early days. And that's why the Jedi had to be destroyed. And that's what the balance of the Jedi force is jerks. really all about. Is yeah. You can't have a million Jedi's like taking kids and and brainwashing them into that philosophy very Sith right and now. no Sith because Sith are all bad because light side and dark side aren't good and evil they're 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 yin and yang they're both necessary. Oh, that's the one thing those movies kind of did. I mean, I don't think the why reason you turn to the dark side's good enough and all that stuff, but it does realize like yeah, these guys are. I see why you would like, they're actually giving me a choice on the dark side. You know, you could see if that was better executed, but the setup of that, the Jedi's being just irresponsible and incompetent in a lot of ways, bureaucratic to the point. Does Yoda say anything in empire about attachment? I can't remember. No, he tells them not all... to go after his friends. He's like, if you honor He's... what they fight for, you know, you have to be willing to sacrifice them because he was afraid that Luke was going to go become another Vader. This is where Obi-Wan and Yoda are both wrong because they think the only way to win is for Luke to go kill Darth Vader. Luke is a whole new kind of Jedi because he's the first one that said, well, no, anyone Do they, can be redeemed. Do they, though? That they, all they say is that you must face him, and they didn't want him to face him then because he's not ready. And they were right because he literally he did was nothing talking, for the plot after that. You know what I mean? When like he was he, talking to Obi-Wan about surely he can be saved, Obi-Wan's like, nah, he's more machine. Uh, okay, that's true. Like, think about Obi-Wan. In Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan basically chopped him up, dumped him in lava, and didn't even put him out of his misery. Just <laughs> after left you him chopped off all his limbs. Like, no wonder he became a, an evil. Obi-Wan clearly didn't care. But I, f I feel like Yoda was a little wiser about stuff. 
Obi-Wan's like, do you see how bad of an actor this guy is? But, God, leave him but what I'm saying in, in the main <laughs> characters is just you always see if they embrace family obligation, then they're the good guys because they, they understand what the, what their moral principle is. It's all about moral compass because Ray, her family's gone. They abandoned her, but she wants to stay in that hellhole because she thinks they're coming back. And she won't, they're like, no, you need to, be, this is like Luke's dream come true. They're like, here's a lightsaber. You go become a judge. She's like, I can't. You know, I got to stay here and wait for my family. Meanwhile, Kylo Ren had it all. <laughs> he turned his back on his family for, we don't know why, but it seems no reason. And he rejects his entire family, but for Darth Vader. And it seems like he was having trouble before that, though, because she says he was like in trouble. And that's why I sent him. So it's interesting to see those relationships. Because he's the one who was like, I don't like my dad and all this stuff. <laughs> they send him to Luke to straighten yeah. out. When did they say that? I don't I don't remember them saying Wait, that. Say what? That he was a troublemaker. And that's no, why they, they said say- that he's like, he, he said, yeah, he has too much Vader. And he's like, I know. That's why I sent him to Luke yeah. to train. I thought it'd make him and, better. you know, Kylo oh. says something about you would have been disappointed in Han as a father figure. So obviously, you know, he, he, yeah. he was rebelling against that. But yeah, if they shipped him off to boarding school, he'd probably mad about that too. I guess he's got daddy issues. Did you see that new thing where there's some kind of theory online that says like, um, because we don't know exactly when they had got the Vader mask or whatever. And if they had gotten that at some point before that, like that kind of could have corrupted them, you know, like the cave on Dagobah kind of thing. Like, like it's full of dark. Well, and he may have misinterpreted those visions. Like when Luke had a vision that he was Darth Vader or could become Darth Vader, he took that as a warning. If he took it the wrong way or didn't have a Yoda there to help guide him, he might think the force is telling me what to do. The force is guiding me. This is my destiny. And if or Snoke's talking to him the same way yeah, that Yeah, and you've got a Yoda to, who's encouraging talk- him to do the worst thing. Or whoever's talking to Ray through the lightsaber, you know what I mean? Like the same kind of thing. You're like, oh, maybe it's the same. I don't know. Yeah. Just I like that kid. idea that they, there could be sort of conflicting spirits talking to the different characters. It'd be fun to see what they do with the sequel in that because there's so much interesting stuff they could explore. This is the only movie, I guess, that hasn't had a uh, Force ghost in it. Did, yeah. um, leaving out the prequels, you mean? Yeah, well, leaving out the non- the non movies. There's still backstory. We can't have episodes four through nine. And say <laughs> I love there how was you just don't count one. those. They're guys. all prequels now, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So eat it. <laughs> okay. I just so. can't. I just can't. I can't cotton them. I'm sorry. So what's our next thing? Ne- we're next. We get the best reveal, though. I mean, I know it doesn't make a lot of sense why it's just sitting there, but I love that they're running. It's like, what about that one? That ship's garbage. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a perfect running. way. We always said that'd be <laughs> the, the fun way to that to introduce it. Yeah, that's good. It's a good somewhere. moment because it's like a what a sixty year old ship now. Yeah. Like, Obviously, that ship's beautiful, guys. Stop pretending it's ugly. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just some beat-up old freighter. When, when we were in the theater, it was a great way of telling who the older people in the audience was because there was, there, was there was a whole row of us, and then like the rest of the audience was a bunch of teenagers, and like when that ship appeared, we all cheered, and they were like, what? Huh? Oh, really? That's weird <laughs> that sucks. they wouldn't know that, though. That's like that's, that's pretty big. There are kids that grew up on the prequels. I'm re- reading a lot of comments lately. They weren't as emotionally attached as we were. We were like cheering when things like that happened, and they were just like, "Yeah, this is good." But, but we made a we, we made a bit of noise. We mentioned this last episode. <laughs> Brooks, the people with next to us, Brooks, like, "What, honey? That's the Millennium Falcon!" Never mind. The wife's like, "What is this? You That's never it. support me in anything." Yeah. Freaking divorce <laughs> right now. 
irreconcilable differences. The Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Is that? Uh, I well, don't the dude next Star to me fell asleep, so that's pretty sad. Yeah, I don't know what this Battlestar Galactica stuff is. <laughs> it's like a like Bob Newhart on Big Bang Theory. He's like, is that an internet? <laughs> that's why my friend Gracie was the most dedicated and beautiful girlfriend because she didn't know anything about Star Wars, but she knew her boyfriend wanted her to go, so she did a cheat sheet and went. Well, that's really nice. So I, I do think she it's amazing notes. how good of shape it it's very in. Sweet. How good shape the the Falcon's in there at that point, because I mean it looks like it always did, but it worked perfectly. If, if they said it hadn't run in like thirty well, years, well, they said been... that they. The How guy does she have put... so much information about it? She knows that? the chain of okay, custody of all the people mystery. that stole it. That's worse than knows, the like, force oh, and the and the, the Irving uh, boys stole it from Duquesne and Plut stole it from the Irving boys. It's like you said it's garbage. How do you know so much? Well, maybe she's not gone. If she knows all the the if she knew all of the modifications yeah, he made, she, and she about argued, the you know the what is it called? I can't remember all the, the compressor. The compressor, the compressor yeah. he added to the ignition switch. Well, and that is a standard kind of freighter, I guess, too. Like a lot of we never see them in the movies, but there's a lot of ships that look like the Millennium Falcon. Everybody underestimates that, yeah. I wish they you'd see that. We need to see that in one movie, just like a factory yard with just a bunch of Millennium Falcons. Like, yeah, it's that model. That happened in the Thrawn trilogy, like when he was he was trying to he was trying to capture them, and he actually they actually put somebody in another stock like freighter like that, and it landed, and they were about to run into it and realized that's not the Falcon. Oh yeah, I remember that. Because it's yeah, like yeah. you know, oh, he drives a Corvette. Just go out and get a red Corvette. Right. It's not the Falcon. Yeah. Well, it's just a whatever YT-100 stock like favorite. Yeah, whatever. Or whatever. I can't remember what the, it's something, what the model number is. but Something like that. Yeah, I don't know, or some stupidness. Greg could pull up the blueprints for us. Yeah, too bad he's not here. The he uh, technical suspect. I've got the blueprints and I've got a model. And the, the new visual guide, I guess, I saw this story the other day. They added, a galley has been added to the Millennium Falcon. I said Han Solo did that as a wedding present to like. Oh. So, so when they go on trips or something. And first, again, this is like gender politics. Uh, people, awesome. People freaked out. So he made her a kitchen? Well, then the, the author's like, no. They oh, just, he made they, her a kitchen? That's they, sweet. They just said they figured that it took them months to get to Bespin. You know, it's like, and they realized they just had to eat rations. It's like, maybe it's a good idea to have a kitchen if we're going to be trucking around. Yeah. So I don't, don't know. Like a replicator like Star Trek. We have what we carry with us. It took them months to get to Bespin? Well, that's what they. That's what that guy thought. Well, we don't know. We actually don't you know. You do not get that impression in the movie. In The Empire Strikes Back, well, first of all, the entire time it takes them to get to Bespin is the entire amount of time that Luke is trained as Luke a Jedi. Trains. So we hope it happens for a little while. And At anyway, least a couple weeks. <laughs> we know that they're stranded somewhere without hyperdrive. It should be a long stretch to anywhere because they don't right. have light, light speed. Although in this movie they kind of compress light speed time. They don't ever they even. should take them. They don't even years. change their clothes though the whole time. Thousands well, of years. There's no science to it. it. This is a fantasy. Planets are islands and spaceships are boats. It, it's it. That's the the thing. But Aragorn didn't change his clothes the entire time. There's I no dirt in outer space. I, love, I was just thinking about Lord of the Rings the other day. It's like we'll have to run for days. It's like ah oh, whatever. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> we can catch them if we all run for three days straight. Well, I'm sorry, they're gonna die. <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't. So again, Gimli's like, look at my legs. <laughs> I can't run for three steps straight without hurting myself. Do I look like a triathlete? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely God going bless. to get there ahead of me. <laughs> We're carrying and then when the they stuff. get there, they have to fight. <laughs> They're not, it's like, yeah. we'll run for three days and then battle like, an army of orcs. Yeah, catch up <laughs> to the army and call timeout. 
is a terrible plan. Surely there's I can't be awake for three days straight. I can't breathe. Give me a minute. I know. That's just like I struggle to be awake all of a day. Just a demonic sort of descent into madness while they're all just running. That'd be a funny sketch. Okay, so so we're to the point. They're all just like the trees are bending and talking to them. There's, there's the pivotal like threshold for for Finn and Ray both leaving Jakku is they get chased is away when they get swallowed up by Han Solo because that's the perfect analog to the Death Star thing because they even play the music like you know bah, 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 like they're gonna and then they think it's stormtroopers and it and he says it's Han the Solo. first order yeah. yeah he thinks it is but. For red no lights. Reason, red lights is evil. No, red lights are evil. <laughs> well, and also, like as far as story structure is concerned, everything they do in Hans Freider is the Death Star sequence. That's the same training ground for them. Where, yeah, because you have the Raftars are the the trash compactor monster and all that stuff. It's the same thing. Basically. Well, yeah, it's it's those are even the Dianoga. Like the the original designs yeah. of Dianoga is what it looks like the Raftars are based on. I had a big uh, problem with that sequence. Oh, me too. And I had, a, I had an all, yeah, the whole thing. And I had a theory <laughs> of how it could have been improved. I don't know if you want we'll me to go into it now or if you want to talk about it first. That's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys heard of the delete key? Yeah, go into it. Okay. I think that, first of all, I feel like that whole scene with the monsters was put in there just to have an action sequence mm-hmm. in that, at that middle. And it, it didn't feel Star Warsy to me. It felt a little goofy. Yeah, agreed. Well, but neither, I don't think the trash compactor scene feels Star Warsy though either. Though that's the thing, it felt just like that scene to no, me. The tone of it. I think that that happened more organically. The whole, to me, the whole introduction of Han Solo is sort of shoehorned in, where you have to know that's Han Solo and he's important to the story for you to understand why this scene is of any significance. Because that he shows up and he has all this smugglery kind of shenanigans that he's doing so we all know oh it's Han Solo and he throws a guy into a Rathar's mouth see he throws a guy into a Rathar's mouth I mean outside of the Rathars I mean out real quick before you go Brooks outside of the Rathars I like the conversations they have because one for people who don't know you kind of introduce oh he's a smuggler and he's kind of a swindler but for two he Han Solo comes back in and you're like oh he's got his stuff together this is Han Solo he looks great and like and then you're like oh no he's it's kind of it's sad completely moment. depressing you're like no like he is he is still doing this and he's failing and you're <laughs> he's like oh no at this it. is really bad I guess. so to me I think it's a good character but outside of the rap I don't like those whatever. gangs man those those two gangs that show up are so hokey looking tell it the kanja club <laughs> and why aren't there any like eight i guess maybe there were i don't no. remember but they weren't like alien I, I, you know they, they should have been cool i kept looking. trying to figure out are these like, cameos are the are we supposed to recognize these guys well they're from the raid you know maybe the raid and the raid two. Well, the kanja club guys are the two like the main characters of those movies like well that's cool i didn't recognize that i'd seen that i had i had no idea jj abrams loved the raid so much he's like you gotta be something in it here yeah I'm that like, is an awesome movie i highly well, recommend that's it that's the, the shoehorn but, but people heard that they got cast and like why isn't there some crazy kung fu action scene then let's but do that it should have looked more like jabba's palace you know there should have been some crazy bounty hunter dudes or something yeah bosk or something that would have been a cool thing it kind of reminded me of the prequels a little bit it looked like it was shot up against a green screen like it didn't look like there was a whole lot of that whole sequence felt weird to me and my theory of how it could have been improved is goes the thusly leia sends poe her best pilot to pick up the plans poe goes missing as far as leia knows she doesn't know what happened she gets reports that the village has been destroyed by the First Order, Poe is missing, 
He may have been captured. He may have escaped. So she sends the person she trusts most in the world, Han Solo, to go check it out, try to find Poe, try to find those plans. Han Solo comes along in the Falcon just as they need to escape, picks them up. He already knows about the robot and all that stuff, so he doesn't seem like, oh, I just happened to be here. What a coincidence. He That way, it makes sense for him to be involved yeah. in the story at that point. I just And it even goes further. He is there looking for his son. It's not like, I saw him. He was here. It's like, he's been looking for him. He's been tracking him this whole time, trying to find... The first right. order trying to find his I like the idea that son. he's like he's he's swindling to get money to fund and, his and who knows, expedition. There may be some backstory stuff, yeah. there too because he seems to know Ray or or could because of his. There's something weird to about her. that. Yeah, yeah. Like when she says, "I've never seen so much green," he looks really guilty about it. Like he realizes what a crappy life she's had when they're going down to Taco Dana, and. And he and he looks like he feels bad about it. Maybe just because he feels bad for her because she he likes her, but but maybe because she's like I've never seen so much green, and he feels like you know he looks sad. Yeah, what a sad kid. But maybe there's something more to it than that because the fact that he's there to swoop them up immediately when they get off Jakku. I mean, maybe that's just a big story coincidence because we just needed that to happen, that sequence to happen. But it seems like it would make more sense in the story if if Han was tracking them down, like either. That's why I think my idea would have worked. I think your idea could still work because he could have been, he could have been using that as a cover, the smuggler thing. Oh, I think it's. Why would he need a cover? Well, I mean, Han uses his underworld contacts. It It doesn't even need to be that Leia sent him. If he was independently looking for his son, she didn't need to send him. I like the idea too, that he found the lightsaber through smuggling too. Like that somehow it wasn't just showed up. No, because he doesn't know how she has it. He asked her, "Where, how, no, no, where no, did no, you get no, that?" And no, she says, I know, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, this is how we would have done it. I'm changing it. I'm oh, saying, God, I wish already? he's the one that it would have would have tracked it down. No, well, we just well, this is what we're talking about. He's saying, you know, ultimate like, theory. I like if he had shown up and then not shown it to him yet because he still doesn't trust them, you know. But later on, he's like, "Listen." This is what I found, you know, or when they go back to Leia. It would have cut out the need for that whole weirdness with the lady that they go see to help get a clean ship or whatever. A lot of the stuff that fell shoehorned in would have made sense if if Han had been there for a reason. I still feel like in the story, Han has a different reason because taking them there for a clean ship makes no sense because the – I mean, he flew around everywhere in the Falcon and never stopped to trade off have, for a different ship You have light speed. Before. You have light speed. And also, he's like the, <laughs> one of the greatest smugglers in the galaxy. You can tell me he can't smuggle yeah. some people why, to his home Why planet. isn't the Millennium Falcon a clean ship? There's not ship. even an empire anymore. That's just the First yeah. Order. You know, he used to smuggle people when the empire was in full strength. I think he meant to take them to Maz Kanata. I think that he meant to take them there. And that was just the story that he used. Because the Resistance and everybody show up at that same place. Everything converges at that one point in the movie. And Maz Kanata had to know that was going to happen. She's not dumb. She's around a thousand years. She knows the kind of people that hang at her bar. And she shouted Han yeah, Solo. This is not the place she, that we go I mean? to lay low. She shouted my name in front of everybody. So it, it feels like she purposely put these events into action. You know what I mean? Because she, she doesn't care when her place blows up. She's like, oh, whatever. No, she does. She says those does animals she? or whatever. Yeah, I but feel you, like I feel like that was see I didn't get that impression. I felt like the whole thing seemed hokey that Han would bring the droid in, knowing the droid was wanted. He would take it into this place, knowing that it was full of you know who knows who. Yeah, 
and they instantly get called, you know, tell the first order the droid is here. Why would he do that on purpose? Yeah, what possible I just think Han had to have another motivation because that reason didn't make any sense. Because if you're already clean in a way, stopping to get another ship does exactly what happened in the movie. It ensures that you get caught. I think it would have been cool. Here's like going along with what Andrew said. Take my idea. He went to the planet to look for Poe. He found them and the droid successfully. But then he figures out that, wait a minute, this girl is something. He's like, before we go back with the plans, let's stop by. Yeah, I need to get something. Let's stop by this place where the lightsaber is that I recovered a long time ago. Or I found through my connections. And that's a safe house, basically. That, yeah, for we've been it, yeah. keeping it safe there. I need to get it to give it to this girl or whatever. And all of a sudden, all of that makes sense. I still think... And I don't you don't know have the, the dumb monsters with the tentacles grabbing but everybody. I think that I do think there's going to be more to Han and Maz Kanata because I, I do think he took them there for a reason other than just swapping out ships, which he doesn't do. I mean, he doesn't yeah, even mention it to her. Well, because as they show up, wants. though. That's why. Well, we assume some time has passed by, and they're talking about all this other stuff. You'd think that he would broach the subject, because she just says to Finn, those two guys are going the outer rim. Why don't you go with them? And he's off. If that's all they're trying to do, that's all That's all they had to do there. In that novelization, what's even dumber about that, because it has that Uncar plot scene where he gets his arm ripped off, but what he says to Ray is that, well, you know, it's really hard to track the ships in light hyperspace. But once they stop and land, it's very easy. And that's how he tracked the Millennium Falcon is once it landed. I'm like, well, wait a second. Just go on, you know where the base is. Go in hyperspace to, you know, Leia. Let me go it ahead just, and just yeah. punch big holes in this whole thing, man. They they go land there to get a clean ship or whatever. While they're there and having a conversation, they call the First Order and they call the Resistance. Both of them show up while they're having yeah. their conversation still. So it's like literally within minutes – they're able to get there. So Han right. was minutes distance right. away from the Republic or the Resistance. Actually, it's even worse than that because the Resistance has a moment. I mean, the uh, First Order has a moment to chill out and blow up a few planets first and then come. Yeah, so like <laughs> Han has time to get to the Resistance if the Resistance has time to get to them and they're still having a conversation. Yeah. Okay, Kylo Ren has that whole conversation with the Darth Vader helmet during that time, too. Well, their problem <laughs> After is the call's been made. thematically, they wanted those events to parallel and converge, but story-wise, they didn't come up with a good enough reason. Some of that, I think, they could fix by supplying backstory, but yeah, it's it's a little too quick and it's a little too convenient. It makes no sense. It bothered me so much. Maybe maybe because they're so close to the black hole, time is diluted. No. God. <laughs> no. There is no science in Star Wars. You know, Not that you're a nerd, but that's the kind of stuff nerds will come up with past. to justify all this. It's a tesseract. <laughs> so it's tesseract. Your own construction. It was the power of their love well, that That's the one thing that traverses time and space is love. I feel like Abrams and Kasten or whoever else wrote it, they're like, we got to have some kind of mystical person to give the lightsaber to her. How, you know? Yeah. It feels like they said, here are the pieces. We have to have the Millennium Falcon. we got to have a mystical person. Uh, and then they just try to draw lines to make it work instead of and then, But then about, they also have the part where it's like, I mean, because it all works while you're watching it and it's fun, you know, because then they then they start the ticking time bomb. They go, tell the resistance, the droid is here. Tell the first, so you know everybody's converging yeah. on that place. And it's like, and oh, it gosh. makes for a fun scene. Don't yeah, get me wrong. But, I mean, it's a fun action scene. And I liked even seeing the different, I liked how the robot was the, the one working for the resistance. So it was kind of yeah. a creepy looking robot, but it's working for the resistance. And of course, that totally evil-looking girl working for the. Uh, she has her own like book, like novel. 
And especially really? she's the one that might have the one she's the one that might have be the one that picked up the Darth Vader mask from Endor. Oh like weird. Bounty okay. or something. Because they're saying that she was in in that I just read I just because I just read articles. I don't read the actual book, but it said like in her little book, she has a secret mission to Endor to pick up a special package that she has to deliver to the first order or so something. Kylo oh, didn't weird. even get it himself. Weird. I guess. I don't know. And Luke just Way left it there. It in, which is kind of weird too. Unless she's doing some black market pet wrangling i figure the ewoks ate him you know because i said like, oh cool we finally get to eat people now <laughs> why don't rich people have ewoks as pets i would have thought that would happen yeah we kind of when during the big celebration we kind of breeze over the fact that what those fires are for they're eating imperial soldiers because <laughs> they're because yeah. they're using their helmets as drums so those came off of heads yeah well they wanted to cook on they were they were cooking yeah. on the ewoks are terrifying <laughs> timing like i said like luke skywalker learns how to be a jedi in a weekend in empire the timing that sometimes is just convenient stories but i think what makes that scene over the top is that they had to work in that blowing up of all these planets it's like that that wasn't necessary to the story for them to learn about this because they blow up planets we've never heard of we don't even know what they're doing right. they're just doing it to say that this is how powerful this thing is they just blow up some other planets over there they had to get on what's her name i didn't realize that was her until i heard it again that martha jones oh yeah from doctor who i didn't yeah. recognize her either She's, when i saw the movie well because supposedly there's deleted scenes they say on the dvd there or blu-ray there's gonna be like 12 who? martha jones from doctor who one of the the companion the companion like the second what she was like right after what's her name the first one yeah yeah i know who martha is who was she in star wars but there's the deleted scenes. I didn't notice she was in Star Wars. Yeah, there's actually a deleted scene with Leia talking to her like on that planet, that before the Leia reveal. The, like they wanted to have a better Leia reveal. They're like, okay, that's fine, I guess. But yeah. so there's like a lot of scenes. Like I'm very interested. This might be a we we need to make an edit and put in the deleted scenes and like fill out some of these stories. I'm very interested to see the deleted scenes to see what. Yeah, then maybe they would come. fix some of the things that bothered me. We see we need an extended because, cut. Yeah, because a lot of these, I mean, a lot of the, the big problems are just we just don't know enough, right? Because they could be explained yeah. away. You're like, oh, most no, that these, makes sense. Yeah, most I get of these it. can be fixed by just explaining more backstory. It doesn't feel totally broken. It just feels like we don't have enough information. I'm like, okay. So, uh, we're getting to that point where we need to wrap up again. Well, this is a good point to wrap yeah, up. Yeah, because we can pick up and talk. Because I want to dedicate some time to the vision and all this kind of stuff. That you know, some of that imagery. Yeah, we'll get into that before. Yeah. Yeah, this was start. our critical episode because we. Those are the two things that I wanted to criticize the most. Yeah. Well, I think those the transition to the third moments. act is 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 kind of clunky because, but but I, I like to get into that because I have some explanations for why that happened too structurally, not. I think that part's weak because you compound that kind of a weaker scene upon the, the weakest thing, which is the Death Star, new Death Star, you know, mm -hmm. which they don't, which again, I think they really, I really, from reading that book and watching more times, I really feel like it makes sense that they made a new Death Star. Yeah, I can't believe it's, it's like, not Death Star. <laughs> well, I, but I, I hated that at first, but now I'm like, well, it makes sense because they're trying to outdo the Empire. That's their thing. Yeah. And they're just young punks, they, just like they gotta make is, a big they splash just too, too, because they're not as widespread as the Empire. But they're also inept, and I just feel like we should have had scenes where they explained that, where they said we like Kylo Ren had that scene where he's like, "I will do what you said." I need a scene with Hux saying, "I need a Tarkin scene with Hux saying like we'll you know we don't care about the auto systems, you know, fear will you know will drive them." You like we need that scene, and we just don't have and, it. And, and maybe like, okay. some of that will come to light a little bit more when we see. We don't see a whole lot of the first order in this movie when we see more about where they are and, and like I guess yeah, I where would definitely Snoke like to is. know more about the Snoke. Snoke. I mean, I really Snoke think it's interesting that they're so young and they kind of look incompetent and they kind of are, but they're all, I mean, 
what's her name? Gwendolyn Christie must be the oldest one. Yeah. She's like, like thirty-five that's what I love. or something. Hux like, is like like thirty, maybe. Like that's that says everything. What about a massive waste order. of an actress, too, man. When well, I, but she, I think they're going to bring her. She's going to be like now. How she's is she going to come back? Right. She was on a mean? planet that exploded. I think oh, she got. She got out. I'm sure she got out. She got, she got out. out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, she'll she come got back. out. She, I don't know, man. I feel she like she sells toys. <laughs> yeah, but she she barely did anything. I feel like it was a massive waste of a good it's actress. A Boba, she's the Boba cool Fett. Yeah, but I think that's a setup between a rivalry between her and Finn too later on. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be like a showdown between yeah. them because he needs like a because yeah, Finn needs somebody to fight. Yeah, he needs like he needs his own little mirror rivalry going on too. I think so. I'd be a little mad that she got out of the trash compactor and escaped the planet while it was blowing up. <laughs> well, we don't even know that they put her in a trash compactor. They just said it. They did. We didn't see them do it. Well, of course they did it. Who? What else are they going to do? They said. Well, they were in a hurry. <laughs> they could have said, well, "Let's forget this. Shoving her in a dumpster is not our primary mission. Not do it. <laughs> let's get on with it. We got dark lords and, and galaxy guns to deal with. Do you realize she killed the hound? <laughs> I just I love her as an actress, and I was upset that she didn't get. I like see, see her. Face, her. I think you know? we'll see some more with her. Yeah. No, okay. I agree with you, Brooks. But um, anywho. All right, so we, we'll cover some more of this. We'll come back again and do another one of these because there's just so much fun stuff to talk about. And uh, when we get it up and running, we 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 may not have it up and running as of uh, when this episode comes out, but. Uh, cloudcitysocial.club is where all our stuff is going to be the domain and um, that is the name of this show that you can subscribe to as well and we also have another podcast called TV My Dinner which is at tv8mydinner.com subscribe to that check that out as well coming up on its 10th year anniversary whoa oh my lord you want to think about some craziness that's that's wild. Really? You'd think we'd be better yeah. at it. It started in <laughs> 2007. Well, that's no, we got a year then. <laughs> yeah, we got a ways yet, but it is fun to think. But but yeah, we'll definitely come up with some more of these. And we have Facebooks, and we and we'll plug because because I got a couple of Amazon books on the subject of Star Wars expanded universe that I'm pushing now, so you can look for the expanding universe series on Amazon. And I'm gonna have a book on Force Awakens when we're done with all this. But, but yeah, so check all that out, and we'll come back in a little bit, and we will talk some more Star Wars. Until then, my name is Sean. I'm Brooks. This Andrew. This is why I always wait till last. I'm Lynn. <laughs> May the Force be with you. Yo, pirate. <laughs> Yo, pirate. <laughs> It wasn't my fault. It's, <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> you belong here among with us, amongst yeah. the clouds. You that's getting worse all the time. That's what we need to end that with a little, that little clip. <laughs> among <laughs> the clouds. Uh, yeah. Have you seen that Key and Peel sketch about Lando's fan? Yeah, with Lobot in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send that to you. That's funny. <laughs>